The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday, December 30th, 2021, season 17, episode number 88. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. It is our final show of the year, final show of 2021. Uh, we will be uh, getting you guys ready for Cowboys versus Cardinals. That happens this Sunday. It is a 325, 325 kickoff? Yes. 325 kickoff at AT&T Stadium. We'll get you guys ready on what we think is going to happen this weekend. Uh, Nick, let's get this show started right. Give me, actually, go back and give me an 87, 87. from yesterday, and then we'll do an 88. Because Dave didn't do the number yesterday, so we'll make sure we get that in today. Although you did a great job. I'm not trying to throw shade. You did a great job hosting yesterday. Wanted to talk about John Madden. But let's get let's get an 87. 87, and one of my favorite names of all time, Kenyon Rambo. Yes, like that name. Ohio State, right? Yeah, Ohio State. Was he a good player? No. Here? No. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he was a good player uh, in college. Okay. No, I'm not. Well, I'm not trying to hate. That's just like you should be good. It's like with a name that Rambo? badass, yeah. you should be good. Wasn't he a pretty good special teams player? It was pretty good. It was, was he tough. a safety? You know, he was a receiver. Oh, okay. Um, he was he was tough. You didn't want to mess with him. He was we'll on the all, all all I'm going into a fight. Want to have this well, guy with me team? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, say this that. in the right I was way. I'm going to say Nick is. No, I'm trying nervous. to say Are you this? about these off the field stories. Well, I just thing? I just know this. He was from Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, Kareem Laramore was from Los Angeles. Yeah. In Dallas, and and their, um, you know, their homies were not always seeing eye to eye in a, in Los Angeles, and so mm-hmm. some things that might have happened there actually filtered got to Dallas. filtered to Dallas, yeah. and there was almost a little incident in the locker room, or it was probably a bigger incident than little, and yeah. so they were part of you know that. So he was tough. I think he was a tough player. Yeah. yeah. So as I say that, um, now he 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 was a really nice guy too, actually. But Kenyon Rambo. I know there's other 87s, and yeah. there I'll get tweeted right now. 88. I'll let you go. <laughs> nah, I'm not touching that. <laughs> Take one. You can choose. Who's your favorite 88? I I mean, it's not. Favorite that, who's your favorite 88? Who's your favorite kid? <laughs> that's not That's not fair. Yes, it is. Yeah, you can do that. You can have your well, favorite I mean, it for me. Yeah, for you. For me. Yeah, absolutely for you. It's Des. Yeah. Okay. I, he's the only one I ever covered. All right. And he's the only one that I ever, I mean, I've met Irvin and I've met Drew briefly but like i covered des for almost yeah. a decade and that's I, fair like yeah. everybody has their favorite yeah and if you're a cowboys fan you can have your favorite it's okay he was he's just one of the most electric football players i've ever seen yeah. even like before i ever got here mm-hmm. before i ever knew i was going to cover the nfl i remember him at oklahoma state and just being like this guy's an alien like this guy's a freak uh and he he did it in the nfl too just, i wish you yeah. could have been there the day in the locker room when all that went down Oh, fix this. I was. I was right, right. God, your concept of I time didn't think you were here. sucks. I was right there. I was, was standing here. next okay. to it all. <laughs> what did you think in that moment? I like, was like trying to blend in with the wall as much as possible. I was like, I'm not here. I haven't so said anything. Somebody like Dave. Like, uh, I'm sure you were like, what the? Like, I mean, listen, I'm a small person, and like, uh, like, there we go. There we go. Yeah. There we go. 
And like on the spot. It's a it's a big like that. I, that's part of my philosophy on this too. Is like I'm gonna be critical. I'm gonna speak my mind, but I'm gonna try my best to be respectful because those guys could kill me if they wanted to. <laughs> All of them could. Like even the kicker could kick my ass. So I'm just yeah. You know, I'm the smallest guy in the locker room. Des Bryant and John Jock Taylor and Clarence Hill and I mean. I thought there was about to be a melee between the media and the team mm-hmm. to the point where I think I was actually standing over at Jason Witten's locker, like got my got my recorder in the scrum, kind of listening. And Witten realized that something bad was about to happen and like cut his interview off yeah. so he could go get Dez. And I just remember being like, I don't want to be around if this turns into a brawl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Funny thing is, I, I didn't regularly go in the locker room. But that day, for whatever reason, I was in there, and it was like I don't know if I the, that day and the day that that uh, Josh got into it with uh, was that Josh with Martellus. Martellus. Those two days, for whatever was reason, I was time. in there those two days. But yeah, it was kind of like <laughs> wow, this is this is turned really bad really fast. When the when the team is losing, like when things aren't going their way, yeah. they're losing, and we're saying bad stuff about them, and the fans hate them. There's, it's like a powder keg sometimes. Like you just got to be on your toes because you never know what's going to set somebody off. That's, it's not a coincidence that most of my best stories about bad stuff happening are when the team's just been lousy because I yeah. think they were like three and seven. Yeah, they get in a bad mood when they're yeah. when they're not winning. Which, by the way, we probably all getting a bad getting a bad mood when things aren't going our way. Sure, it's just most of us don't have to deal with somebody coming to you and say, "Why isn't everything going right? Why now? do you like? Suck? Why are you messing up right now? Yeah, like we don't have to deal with that. So you can kind of live in your own world of. Can you, of can you imagine like driving down the road and seeing some guy like? In his yard, working with the lawnmower, and, and he's trying to get it started, and he's looking underneath it, and he's trying, you know, and he's hot, and he's, and you just walk up to him, and you're like, "What's the problem? Like, why can't you get this fixed? This other guy's got his fixed. I mean, right. look, his yard looks nice. What's wrong with your yard? You've been working on this for the last yeah. hour. Like, what's the problem? Yeah. yeah, you probably wouldn't be like, "Well, it's probably a belt issue here." You know, it, yeah. it doesn't happen like that. Yeah, not only that, I'm but like, try that. I wonder, like, just think about your jobs. Like, you guys are kind of in the like. What if every day you oh. wake up? And you turn on the TV or the radio, and they're like, "Man, today Nick's article. I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't know what the guy's doing. Like, you, what is, why is why is he still a writer? Like, I don't know why he's doing this. He sucks. You like, gotta, they need to get a new one. You know, every day it it gets old. You got to look a little harder for it for us, but it's there. You can go check out the YouTube it, comments it not, on any it is of our not shows. on the same <laughs> level. It is not. On no, the it's same not. Level. No, like you got to you got to go looking for it, which yeah. I I do not. Right. Thankfully. Right. Uh, no. Yeah. I don't envy them, but I do envy their paychecks. I so know. That's, See, that's the good part, right? Yeah. I can't answer that question though. I'm just the whole time I'm thinking. I don't, I don't have any favorite eighty eight. I really don't. I mean, Drew. Drew was when I grew up. Drew was making plays, and he was the guy that did all the mm-hmm. plays. He was awesome. And then, but Michael was the soul of the team in the '90s teams. And yeah. then Dez was a guy that I covered. And he when when Dez was really at his level, doing Dez, you know. Things, and yeah. that's the thing. I think that's why his career kind of went. I don't think he was ever the the. He was not the best route runner. Mm-hmm. We know that. He wasn't. He didn't even have. I mean, he. he but he, when he was athletically, he was just better than you. I'm mm-hmm. number twenty five is going to cover me. I'm better than him, so I'm going to go up and make. As but when that us. stopped happening, yeah, his then, whole game was predicated on being a freak. Basically. Yeah, yeah. And then when he wasn't, you know, and that's and that's the thing. I'm not comparing him to. I mean, but like 
Fitzgerald and Jerry Rice and all that. You know, you, you got to take it to another. You got to figure out other ways to keep it going, and yeah. it just didn't happen for him. You see that in the NBA a lot. You see great players are able to transition their game from it may start off as they are high flying, yeah. and it transitions into being great shooters at some point. Yeah. You know, if if you're going to stick around for a very, 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 yeah. very long time, right? Michael Jordan wasn't fading away like no. that, like early in his career. No, no. but the, yeah. But by the end, he was. Yeah. This is why I didn't do a number yesterday, just for what it's worth. No, we got time. I'm just saying. We're good. We go. No, I I love these conversations, but they tend to take on a life of their own. And we have plenty to talk about yesterday with John Matt. It was really your fault because you you started at 87. If you would have done 87, I would have said, I would have said, just Swaim. I would have said, Swaim. And it would have been done. Yeah. Just like that. Just remembered. Hook them horns. I was gonna say we made fun of that. Get the hook em horns. And we made fun of that pick go, yeah. like all spring because they were basically like, "Yeah, Stephen's daughter knows him at Texas." And everybody was like, "That's why we drafted this guy." He's still in the league, by the way. He's he well. Plays for the Titans. He's, he's a good. He's a good football player. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't even. I'm missing somebody, but I can't think of like the the main 87, the one that people are gonna. Say, oh, why didn't you say? I don't even know. The, if you don't, then I. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm just like, like sometimes I forget the obvious. Sometimes, but yeah. like, I just was thinking, well, I'll just Kenyon Rambo was pretty good. That works for me. All right, let's just, let's move into it. Uh, Dave, give me a quick update on Tyron Smith and seventy seven. Tyron Smith is he practiced limited yesterday. They felt good about his rep count. He's going to do more today. He's trending toward playing. Good. Jordan Lewis. Um, this uh, everything's fluid with the COVID situation. That's Mike McCarthy was like 40 minutes late to his press conference yesterday, and a big part of that was sorting through all the COVID stuff. Come to find out, yeah. come to find out at practice, like Malik Hooker and Tristan Hill were there, they're back, and that's part of that. Like that's this good. is all, it's all happening in the moment, and so I think Jordan Lewis has a chance to come back, but they, like there's a, a workout element where he's got to come and prove that he's physically fit or whatever. So. Uh, he he could be at practice today, maybe not, but he's at least got a chance to be back. So for them to say he's got a chance to come back on Thursday, so then you still have Friday and Saturday, um, you feel pretty optimistic that he'll he'll be off the COVID list by Sunday, even if he doesn't have a big role. We talked some about Kelvin Joseph and how he played in this last game. Um, talk to me about what they did with Anthony Brown and how well Anthony Brown maybe did in this last game as a slot guy, which that, that's been Jordan's role through the most of the season. I thought A.B. was great. I thought he, he played a fantastic game. He, 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 he played in the slot a lot. Like when they were in, I think he was, he was a base corner, but you don't play a lot of base yeah. these days. And he, so he was the nickel slot. He had at least one PBU. I know that because I remember he like finger wagged yeah, yeah. at the quarterback. Yeah. Um, I thought he played really well, and that's—I mean—that's another part of his value. He hasn't needed to do it this year, but he is comfortable in the slot. That's—that's that's where his career started, didn't it? When he was a rookie. Yeah, he played. He played in the slot. Yeah, and and he's he's got speed. I mean, it's just somebody. Somebody's always got to be the guy that you look to and say, "Well, he sucks," and 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 I want to get better than him. And fans just don't like him, yeah. you know. But he's, you know, he's probably one of the. I mean. I don't know. I was gonna say one of the top five defensive players, but that's probably not the case. But, yeah. but I mean, you know, he's a consistent guy. I mean, you you're gonna put Gregory up there. You're gonna put Tank up there. You know, those guys have missed games, and uh, and and Anthony Brown's done a really nice job staying healthy. He's, he's been very dependable. You know, he had the game against, and we we saw it. We had the game against the Raiders. But I think that you can look now and say that wasn't a trend. You know, and I mean, look look at this team. They had three penalties in the game. 
this last game. They had, what, 15 in that one against against the Raiders? Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of that was the officials, and I'm not trying to blame them, but that's the way they called the game. And so games are called differently. Pass interference is called differently, and that was one that Anthony Brown just got really got caught up in. But you look at the whole season, he's played really well. He's He, he had a rough night on Thanksgiving, and, and Tampa picked on him a little bit. Other, I mean, that's two out of 15 games. And that's, I think Anthony Brown lives in that space where, like, it's theoretically possible to upgrade from him. Like, he's, he's not an irreplaceable player. Nobody's saying that. But in the way the, way the league is structured, you're just not going to have a unit of beasts everywhere. You know, like, I mean, Patrick Sertan's probably good enough to start over him, but then you don't have Micah Parsons. It's the eternal give and take. And mm. so. He is a good, solid cornerback who doesn't deserve half the grief he gets. For me, he is the most underrated player on this defense. I know you were like trying to figure out the top five. It, I don't know where he would rank, but I think he's the most underrated. I think for where well, fans think he is, say so where he actually plays, yeah. probably underrated because a lot of people hate him. Right, but but I think I think there are <laughs> there are so many people out there, and there have been players throughout history and at the Cowboys since I've been here that that fans have one impression of him them. And if you really watched how they play, there's a whole different they, – they play at a much higher level than fans think they do. And I think he's one of those players that fans, for whatever relief, for whatever reason, they've had a couple moments where they're like, man, this guy's horrible, and forever he will be horrible for them. He reminds me a lot of what I used to say about our guy Barry Church mm-hmm. and Jeff Heath to some degree too, where I'm like, I'm not trying to convince you this guy is a Pro Bowl player or like the, the most amazing safety or cornerback in the league, but – if he's the least talented member of your secondary, your secondary is probably pretty good. Yeah. I mean, you need your you need your Trayvon Diggs or you need your first round pick. Like you need that guy who is better. But if he's the least talented member of your secondary, that probably means it's pretty good. That's how I've always felt about guys like that. That's a good way to put it. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk storylines. i got a whole list of storyline questions I have for these guys heading into Cowboys versus Cardinals. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek, and we're both with... United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbent attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him, it projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys, and Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. 
You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Back to the break. April 2nd and April 3rd next year. Dave, what are you going to be doing those two days? Frickin' WrestleMania. You going to WrestleMania? I mean, I haven't like gotten tickets or anything, but I feel like it's a safe bet that I'll be there. You know, if you wanted to, you could probably go to SeatGeek.com. That's a good mm. way to get tickets. There. Fascinating. Yep. Yeah, they're good the official know. ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium, and they're going to be your best place to get tickets for WrestleMania. It's a two-night thing, and this year it's going to be different. And the fav- your favorite, your favorite, Derek, WWE superstars will be there, hmm? I'm, I'm guessing. We'll okay. be there for this one too. Good. Maybe not mine, yeah. but yours mine. will be there. Mine won't because they're not, you know. <laughs> but you always have to bring up the dead wrestlers when we do this. Every time, not every time. Mostly, most of the so time. Morbid. Anyway, so morbid. But WWE superstars, AT&T Stadium. They'll be there April second, April third. WrestleMania. Get it. Welcome back. Second segment of the break. Clap. SWBC Mortgage Studios oh, yeah. at the Star. Let's get some storylines rolling here. I think there's one big storyline for this game, and here it is. How concerned are you that Dallas will be able to stop Kyler Murray? And if you want to, just for kicks, how would you stop Kyler Murray? I would just famous last call words. Dan Campbell and ask. Oh, well, you're about to give us something good. I love when you say famous last words. Give me something. Famous like it's an enormous challenge, and and you're probably not going to completely do it like this is the type of guy where you just have to go into the game accepting that he's going to make some plays Mm -hmm. my thing is who else who else do they have that should terrify you that should just like strike fear into your hearts like james connor scored a bunch of touchdowns he's a touchdown vulture he scores from like the five and in good for him none of their receivers really do a whole lot for me Especially like Christian Kirk is a really nice player in his role, but if he's now an, an outside guy, a boundary guy, that's fine. Whatever. Like, I just it's Kyler Murray, and then a bunch of guys that they should be able to contain, in my opinion. So, like I, I mean, feel free to shoot me a dirty look when Christian Kirk has <laughs> one twenty in the third quarter, but I just I'm not I'm not afraid of their supporting cast. Just Kyler. And if you don't have to worry about Kyler, then you th- that's where you're like, okay, I think they should be able to manage him if he's the only person okay. you really If he's about. the only guy doing anything and you can still kind of – you don't have to shut him down. You just have to keep him from beating you on his own, basically. Yeah. This is where Michael Parsons has got to be great up the middle. This is where, you know, like where are you going to rush for him? He's going to have to come right up the middle. And, you know, th- people say it all the time. Got to just keep him in the pocket and keep him contained. But what does that really mean? What are you really asking Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence to do? Are you asking them to don't go after the quarterback as 100%? Are you you have to stay in your lanes, make sure, and rely that the pocket's going to get pushed? Because those guys are trained to go after the quarterback. And then he'll spin backwards like Romo used to do. And then now all hell's breaking loose because he's out in the pocket. So... It's easier said than done to just say, keep him in the pocket. Because Gregory and D-Law are about getting sacks. And and they still can, but they got to do it in a way. But if that if, if Gallimore and Parsons and Osa and Tristan Hill, if he's back, if those guys can get up there, that's going to be the key. Because then the rush lanes, there won't be there. And 
you got dealing with a short quarterback. The the pocket gets in your face. Now now he becomes even shorter. You know, obviously, and, and harder to see the field. So I think that interior rush is going to be the key. And I think I think blitzing is going to be important because I think for a guy like him, if it's just a regular pass rush, I think that that he has a that that ability to in a flash he's out of the pocket, mm-hmm. right? I think if you blitz him and things are coming at him from angles that he's not really expecting, that's how you get him into bad situation. Now, of course, when you blitz, you got to break down because he's elusive too. So you can't just run full force at him and then he makes a little move and then he's out. But I think if they blitz and they blitz at the right time with the right with the right people at different angles, I think that's the way to to do some things to kind of disrupt him a bit. That just scares me because going back to Nick's point is what hurts you is when you commit to it. To the point that you've got more guys, you're you're overly committed to it to the point where you can't recover if he breaks contain. Like if you blitz and somebody swipes at his ankle, but he keeps his feet, and now there's 25 yards of open grass. That's also why you can't play man against this guy. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're not want to turn no. your back to him. I wouldn't. Right. But I just you think about keeping him in the pocket. Like this is a game where I would love to just let. Let them rush with four and just have Micah basically be the cleanup guy. I know y'all aren't huge soccer fans, but there's a position called sweeper. Mm-hmm. He's like a defensive-minded midfielder who he's a midfielder, but he really just kind of hangs out near his own box, and he's like an extra guy who can help you clean up your messes. Mm. That's what I would love Micah to be in this game. Is mm. like what I'm saying that because. I mean, if you listen to him yesterday, he was talking about the name Cowboy Zoo over there with all the, you know, I'm the, <laughs> he was, I, and, and and I don't know about I don't know about you, but I wouldn't think any sweeper in soccer has ever been called the lion to go hunt and stuff like that. Yeah. So and he's also hunting for something else. Like he, he really wants that that damn record, that sack record. He does. So it's, it's so hey, you I, get to you can hunt you can hunt as a spy. When he breaks contain and yeah. he's trying to run, yeah. and run him down and okay. get him behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, there's some opportunities there, and I also think there are going to be some opportunities where they may not show blitz immediate, like it's a delayed blitz, and then next thing you know, he's through the a gap and yeah. he's right on him. Now you got to, like you, like Dave said, you got you got to do that right, and you got to get him because if he gets outside, yeah. now that guy that was spying. He doesn't have a chance to get my, it, and he might have 25, 30 yards. My yeah. prediction on Micah Parsons is that he gets zero sacks this game. And then against Philly, he will play, and he will be a defensive end, and he will rush. He will, like Bill Cowher says, rush the quarterback. He will rush the entire game. You think he will be a defensive end because you assume that they will not play? I just think he's going to rush. The, he'll rush a lot. He'll get. He'll try They're to get gonna, that record. It's like we want you to get the record. And, but well, depending on, it's so hard to predict because there's so many variables. But even if you've got something to play for, and they they probably will. Yeah. But even if you've got something to play for, week 18, like Demarcus Lawrence is the exact type of guy that I'm sitting down. Like yeah, no we, matter what, we yeah. can win this game. Well, without him, we won, we won a lot of without seven him. without him. He's limited with a foot injury, right? Which was what was you know broken. And so if he's limited in practice yesterday with a foot injury, then they're managing that that foot. Um, what I wonder is, I get the three three seed to try to get the two. I get playing for that. I wonder how aggressive you are if you're the four and the best you can do is the three. That's what I wonder. I would be. I mean, I don't know about you guys. I would be. That would be important to me just because of the caliber of that opponent in the first round. Arizona. Or It'll be Arizona, Arizona or L.A. Right. Yeah. Probably, probably One of those Rams. two versus playing, let's say, San Francisco. So, yeah, I, I think that's worth it in my opinion. Yeah. I mean. What do you guys think? Uh, it, it, 
I think you play, but also think that if you've got a guy you have to sit, you need to sit him. Yeah. She'll play. Okay. So you're, I mean, saying, you're saying if I got a guy who's got something going on with him, not just the yeah. typical stuff everybody's no. got going if on. I've got if I've got a guy who's got, got something, I'm sitting him down. Yeah. I, I can give him that. that's probably that. the case in any situation. Right. You know? know? Even, even Except if, for Zeke, even, even if it Yeah. Even if it's a two to go to the one, yeah. I still think if it's the smart thing to do to, to rest Tyron Smith, you probably would. Yeah. You know? So I don't know. We're probably just getting ahead of ourselves here. I Yeah. It, that's interesting because at this point, if they wind up with the four, they'd probably they'd probably have to lose this game, which they could. I'm not saying that they can't lose to the Cardinals, but like, yeah, I'm really I'm honed in on the two and the three probably. I think what would happen is Arizona has a chance to win the division, and then because the record would be the same, right? Then they beat you, but you know, and like it's it's all statistics. It doesn't actually. I mean, you you have to play the games, but like the experts are only giving the Cardinals like a. 30% chance to win the division at this point because I think they'd have to win out and they need the Rams to, to lose, lose at one. least one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It makes my head hurt thinking about it. Like, I don't, and it makes sense because I think 24 of 32 teams are mathematically alive or already in the playoffs. And so just the, the scenarios just are mind boggling. Like, it, it's, ne- it, I feel like it's never this wide open this late in the season. You could be cemented at the four spot if you lose and the Rams lose, right? Sure. I don't know. That's, I would, that I would sounds guess, right. I would guess that you might be at that point, you might be cemented at four. But that I don't know. Right. Maybe not. All right. Uh, next topic I have for you guys, next storyline. Was Dallas's offensive production versus Washington a sign that they were clicking again, or was it just a bad Washington defense? I think both can be true. I, I do think – I mean, Washington – it's easy to gloss over how unprepared they probably were to play that game. Like, they were decimated in terms of guys that they didn't have available. A lot of their uh, preferred defensive backs didn't play in that game. And they played on Tuesday. Like, they, I mean, they very short week, very banged-up team. There's no ravaged, yeah. There's no way they were going to win that game. I didn't know it was going to look like that, but there's no way. Uh, So, that yes, bad team. But also... Just look at the numbers and what they did. And like Dak, Dak feeling confident and comfortable to maneuver around and throw on the run to Michael Gallup and rifle balls in there and CD Lamb getting hit over the middle of the field and holding on to the ball. Dalton Schultz getting annihilated and holding on to the ball. That doesn't necessarily have anything to do with your level of competition. That's just you playing good football. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that it starts with Dak. I thought he was throwing the ball better than we've seen. So it, and and I really think that he it, just the way he was running with the ball, I think that that was that was a key. We said that earlier. I thought he he felt as he looked as comfortable as he's been, and and it and, it, and then it just trickles down to everybody else. Yeah. If you thought confidence was an issue for Dak, um, then I think that's the kind of game you wanted to yeah. see him have, regardless of the opponent, because that's the kind of game that can reignite. No, confidence, confidence is never an issue with him, but sometimes that's not a good thing. You know, it's not. And, and well, I think there were some people. And the reason why I said that, I think there are some people that thought. Confidence was the issue with him over the last, you know, yeah. definitely in the month of November. But I don't know if that's true. I'm just saying if there no. were people that felt well, he, like that, this is the kind of game greedy. you probably want to He see. says he's greedy a lot. So some of these interceptions, some of these turnovers have been because he's greedy. And I think greedy comes with confidence that you're going to make this play. Go back to Romo. Romo's big, Romo's biggest fault sometimes was overconfidence. Mm-hmm. I can make that throw because I made it one time in Eastern Illinois when we took on Western Illinois and, and I won. Okay, well— that doesn't mean you can throw it here against the Redskins, you know. So, do you not think that the lack of running was, in some ways, maybe him not being confident in either his ab- 
ability to run or feeling comfortable running. Maybe, maybe come. The irony is that I asked him about this after the game. Yeah. And he got kind of aggravated with me, I think. But I was like, I brought up the Gallup throw specifically. I was like, you know, you you did this. You ran up to the line. Like, it's a play we've seen you do a million times, but you haven't been doing it recently. And I just wonder, like, do you have you gained more confidence in yourself to do that again after the time off from the calf? And I think as soon as I said the word calf, he yeah. was just like, Calf he, is done. He was like, I thought we put that to bed weeks ago. Like, why are we talking about this? And I'm like, I'm not asking we you. Didn't. If, yeah. I'm like, I'm not asking you. You if should you're have said, healthy. my bad. Let's re- delete the part about calf. But that's. <laughs> it's so. No. I mean, at first because world. You suck since the calf. I mean, like that's the problem. Like he hasn't been Dak right. since the calf injury. So it doesn't matter what the injury report says. What's the problem? Is your arm hurt? Is it back to the shoulder? What's the issue? Is it confidence? The things we can't see. So like, like I think it's fair to say, hey. You were doing great. You got hurt. You came back, and you haven't been the same. It's the same stuff with Dan Bailey. Same issue for like three years ago when the trainer was all upset because I was. we were questioning what was going on with the kicker. Kicker gets hurt. He misses four games. He comes back. He starts missing extra points. Yeah, yeah you say you're healthy, but now you're not playing the same level. What, what else are we supposed to assume here? Especially me, I can sit here and say I have a calf injury from two years ago. They don't just heal right away. Michael Gallup's didn't heal right away. Randy Ge- or Andy Gregory's didn't either. You know, so something's not right. And I think it's fair to say. No, well, and that's the funny thing. Like I wasn't trying to ask him if he was healthy. I was like, do you feel more confidence that you can make the plays you've always made and not have it be an issue? But. These things are hard to communicate in press conference situations sometimes. And you, you don't usually get a chance to be like, oh, no, wait, no, yeah. that's not what I meant. Because then somebody else is already on to their question and whatever. But I think, me, I think that's a thing. I Not necessarily that he hasn't been healthy. But again, he hurt the calf throwing an over to CD on the run. And so is there some element where he's like, oh, I don't want to do that. Because yeah. that's how I got up in this mess in the first place. And now... However many weeks removed we are from that, what, two months at this point? Yeah. Now it's it looked like on Sunday that he's settling into a spot where he's like, I can do what I've always done and everything's going to be okay. I hope that's what's happening because he looked amazing on Sunday. Yep. Yep. You think he'll lead the all quarterbacks in rushing on Sunday? <laughs> no. <laughs> Wasn't sure where not. you were going with that. Probably no, not. I don't think so. See first question if he of the d- segment. <laughs> if he does, then this is just going to be a beatdown. If Dak outrushes Kyler, Cowboys are going to yeah, win by 25. Yeah. yeah, that's that's their that's their offense. That's their, He's yeah. going to get you, and when he gets you, then you have to start paying extra attention to him, and then other people get open. Right. So, yeah. yeah, if he's not getting anything on the ground, it's it's a different ball. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and take our final break. We'll come back. i got a few fan questions for you guys uh, we need to hit, too. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. We're turning your living room into your office and your gym. We're teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. 
So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. Back to the break. Be the first to receive new offers, event information, and more when you sign up to receive text messages from the team. Text Cowboys to NFLDAL. That's 635-325 to receive 10% off your next Pro Shop order. Message frequency may vary. Welcome back to the final segment of The Break Live in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're going to take some questions uh, from fans from Twitter. Let's start with a question from Thickless. And this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, question that's me. is that's, that's, that's me. That's yeah. my name after the holidays. <laughs> Thickless. Like it. All contracts aside, would you prefer to lock down cornerback? Uh, that can cover tight ends or a cornerback that gives up the occasional deep play while also having double-digit interceptions. Let me make this easy for what you. What is he saying? What he's, what he's basically Curse. saying is, do you do you prefer a Trayvon Diggs or do you prefer a oh, Byron. Byron? Byron. Yeah, that's exactly what he's asking. Trayvon Diggs. What are you talking about? Which and I well, look, I think I think it's a no, fair thing. It isn't. I, I think it's well. No, Sorry. let me tell you why I think it's fair. Okay. Why I think it's a fair <laughs> conversation is because um, it's kind of what we talk about with kicker too. Do you want the guy that can kick greater than fifty two at a higher rate than most kickers, so you know that you might need him in late in games where you have a shot to be able to win? But but he's going to be kind of erratic sometimes when it's when it's a 35, 40 yarder. Or do you prefer the guy that's money under fifty? And can't kick beyond fifty to save his life. I think it's the same thing here. Do you want the home run guy, guy that can get you the turnover, but he's going to give up some, or do you want a guy, a cornerback, that's going to lock down his side? He's not going to get any picks, but they're not going to complete a lot of passes on his side either. Well, I loved Byron Jones, and I would have been a okay with them re-signing him, especially given some of the big deals that they've done recently that didn't pan out. But I can draft a guy who can handle his side of the field, like. Byron, yeah, yes, yes, it is. We just talked about how good of a job Anthony Brown's done. Yeah, but you just said he can lock down his half of the field. Anthony's not doing that. He's not being asked to do but that. Will you take? You don't have to take him in the sixth round from Purdue. You we, can take a second or third. Will round Will you like take that level of production with Trayvon Diggs versus what we got from Byron Jones? Every time, like I can find that guy who's like, yeah, this isn't perfect, but like he handles his own more often than he doesn't. Meanwhile, I've got a guy who gets eleven picks. Has scored at least two. no. He scored two touchdowns this year, and Lord knows how many short fields. His pick on Sunday night put him at midfield on the for the second possession of the game. They haven't had a guy do stuff like that on any sort of remotely regular basis 
in eons. No, and it's not a knock on Byron Jones, but it's just not even close. Diggs could have four interceptions this year, and I think he would be a Pro Bowl-type player. I mean, I don't care what that website that's saying, well, he's got the most yards against whatever it is. Like, their grades are faulty then. If his grades aren't great and they're not factoring in more for interceptions and the fact that that he is going up against top wide receivers. Every week, Like, when McLaurin caught a pass in the third quarter of that game, he tied Diggs for catches in in the two meetings. They've gone at it for two straight weeks, and Diggs was up. One to nothing on him, and then they, he tied, and he's the receiver. I mean, that he went up against Keenan Allen. He's Devontae Smith, uh, the the Ford, uh, Panthers guy. I forgot his name. DJ Moore. DJ Moore. I mean, he's gone up against those guys, and and that doesn't get factored in. And that's not something Byron Jones did a lot of traveling and all that stuff. Trayvon Diggs is taking their best guy, and it's such a weapon because it's like, why you keep trying them? Because they're trying to get their best receiver involved. Mm-hmm. That is a weapon right there, and I think he's been great. The 11 picks is just a, 11 cherries on top. Not only it. that, it's ironic because like PFF and looking at this stuff, like people are getting smarter. People are seeing the game within the game. But it's so it's it's so basic to be like, oh my god, he's given up 800 yards. 85 of that is the Kendrick Bourne play in New England, which is just as much on Demonte Casey as it is on Trayvon Diggs. The frickin' he gave up 60 to Keenan Allen on a hole shot that Justin Herbert's the only person in the world that can complete that. You remember the play yep, I'm talking yep, about? Yeah, exactly. He's like on the run. Diggs is playing it perfectly. And Justin Herbert, I'm just like, what are you supposed to do about that? That's just a freak play. So there's at least three or four of those where you're just like, what are you going to do? It's football, you know? And I think the one game that really stands out to me where maybe he got picked on is Minnesota. And you're aware Justin Jefferson just set the record for most yards by a receiver in the first two years ever, right? Like he's on a, I mean, he's, it's ironic. He went to LSU cause he's doing what Odell was doing. He's, he's amazing. So I'm sorry. You're not going to lock down everybody you play like that. This idea that he's a liability is ridiculous. And here's the irony of it. Uh, that, that the passer rating, I saw the stat the other day, you don't want to guess what the passer rating is in, uh, for receivers that, that he's covering. No, or no, 55. 55. 55. Passer rating in passes going to receivers that are being covered by Trayvon Diggs. That is paltry for those quarterbacks. Like, they are not having a lot of success. They're not having contrary, success. Contrary to what people are saying about the yards, they are not having a lot of success against Trayvon Diggs when you look at it from an overall standpoint. Yes, he may give up some big plays, but at the end of the day, he is, he is, a, he is really shutting down and his receiver. And that is fair, it, and that's a better way to, to analyze it mm-hmm. and to do it by passer rating. It's the same, it's the same with um, like Jameis Winston a couple of years ago. He had all these yards, right? So did Dak. Mm-hmm. Their passing rating wasn't off the charts because they were also throwing some picks. and Not Dak wasn't, but, yeah. I mean, but I'm just saying that it's not just about yards. It's, it, it, you factor a lot of things in. So passer rating I think is a good way to also evaluate a corner. All right, we're going to get another question here from Trey P. He says, outside of Dak, give me one offensive and one defensive player whose health is most vital for a deep postseason run. Oh. I'll say Amari Cooper. Pirates, right. Oh, okay. All right, I'm glad y'all differ. Give me a reason. I, I mean, not to discredit Tyron Smith, but they haven't had him for seven games this year, and they haven't won all of those games, but – it hasn't been the disaster that it used to be, you know. Like they've gotten by. They, I mean, they just be. They've this win streak has 
three of two and a half of the wins have happened without him. And they all they lost him in Minnesota. They won that game without him or the end of it. They didn't play well. Nobody played well against the Chiefs. Um, but they just they can function. And I really I just think Amari Cooper is really important to what they do. And, and when he's not there or when he doesn't get involved, it looks clunky. I'm just going to go with Tyron Smith. I, I, I think he is, without a doubt, I, I think the offense is is better uh, with him there. And I and I get it. Those guys have functioned well. And then you can say that they function without Amari, too. They can't function without two receivers, though. Uh, they can't do that. They, they need they need someone else. But I think they can still function without Amari. But, I mean, I, I, I want both. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not trying. Yeah. To, I'm not trying to go to the wild card round here. I'm trying to go. You know, let's go all the way. I think this team went healthy with all those guys are there. I think this team can go to the Super Bowl. I think they're that good, and uh, so I'm. I'm. I'm gonna go for for both. Give me a defensive player, Micah. I think he's. Yeah, I think Micah Parsons is the. I mean, I mean, we were asked on the mailbag today. Was it? Is it Quinn? I mean, what's the difference for the turnaround? Were they that bad? Whatever. And I was like, it's Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons is the reason why the defense is what it is. Over Quinn? Yes. Ask yourself. Who if, if Jack I know he's not probably going to Jacksonville. Would you rather Quinn go to Jacksonville or Parsons? <laughs> well, that's not a fair question. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Because 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 basically you're just saying the defensive coordinator, I mean, give him anybody and he'll make it work. No, no I, I think the point that I, that I would make is if I have Quinn, then I feel like this defense would be good either way. I think they can be great with Michael Parsons because Michael Parsons is just a great player. I also, and this was the argument I was making the other day, you give me another defensive co- coordinator that doesn't quite know how to use Micah in the way that Dan Quinn uses him, maybe Micah's just a really good middle linebacker. Yep. That, so that's the, that's where I don't th- I don't think you can separate the two. I think they are, both of them are the reason why. Who are you taking your chances good. with? Dan Quinn to draft another first round linebacker or next year, or a new coordinator that comes in here and says, "Oh, I'm, or, yeah, yeah also, or, good point." Especially with seventeen games of tape of Micah, yeah. you're like doing all those. Things. This is all the stuff Dan did with him. You think you can handle that? And, and, yes, yeah. I can. And if you, if, if you come <laughs> I'll in, I'll give it my hey, best shot. And if we're sitting here in September with a new coordinator yeah. and he hasn't he hasn't rushed him at all, he'll be out faster than. I forgot the guy's name. Who, who's Tabasco? <laughs> Mike Nolan? Nolan. He'd be out quicker than him. Wow. Why am I struggling with names? I was thinking the same thing you were thinking. I was like, what's his name? What's his name? I don't remember his name. What was You're that just guy's thinking name? Tabasco in the eye. <laughs> Coached in the NFL for like 35 games. I know. Oh, I know. He was a head coach. Was um, not very good. But no, I just, yeah, just pass rush is everything to me. It's not like I, I, Trayvon probably hasn't gotten his fair due just because of everything Mike has done as a rookie, but. Just the the speed with which these guys are getting to quarterbacks helps everybody, including are we Diggs. games. Yeah, we're about to. Oh, I'm saying. You want to let Dave finish his thought? That's fine. I, I, sorry, I don't even know how much time we have left. I don't either. I'm I thought saying. we were going to 45. Well, actually, we're going to have Amber join us now. Oh, and we're going to pick some games. Oh. We're going to see what you guys think there about the game. Okay, like you know some. Y'all just like let me do this. I, I've been doing this for a while. You I didn't do it I'm yesterday. Doing. I did you, not. You but backed I know what out I'm yesterday. And I know gave what I'm it to, doing. To I got this. If there was a rundown, Jeez. maybe we. There would, is one. It hasn't. You didn't need my inbox. You didn't need it. All right, Amber. Welcome to the show. What's up? I was about to say, y'all better not hang up on me and leave me hanging. <laughs> Finish the show and you're still sitting there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's time to pick some games. I, mean, I don't know if you heard any of that conversation. I'll throw it out to you, though. If you had to pick one offensive player and one defensive player, not Dak, uh, who do you think is most important on the offense and on the defense uh, that their health is important with? if the Cowboys are going to have a deep postseason run? 
I think that on defense, 1,000%, Micah, you guys already talked about him. There's nothing else I can add to that conversation that hasn't been already said. And on offense, and I'm surprised I'm about to say this because I was hating on the guy, but I would have to say the tight end position. And it's crazy that I'm even saying that. But with the struggles that we've seen, uh, Dak have and all that, I think that especially at this time of the year, it's just it's going to be key. The tight end position, it's going to if Dak can really rely on that tight end, it's going to open up so many other things for the offense in general. So I think that right now, at this point of the season, I'm not saying all year long they're the MVP, but I think for this stretch, that would be the MVP. Um, I'll, have, I'll go ahead right. and say that it. Is so- an int- that's an interesting take. That's interesting. And I, honestly, the, you look at the games where Dak has had his best games, Typically, Dalton has been right there in the yeah. middle of all that. So I think I think that's an interesting point. And you, you compare it to to Mari, I think it's the same thing. Those two guys, I think, are typically having good games when Dak's having a good game. So I can see that. It no, just, I, yeah, it just shows that the offense is clicking in so many ways yeah. that like you you can't stop everyone. And yeah. that and that you know he's a good he, he benefits from that. I think that it's interesting too because Amari. It's easy to talk about Cooper and Tyron and maybe even Lamb to some degree because they've missed time. Dalton hasn't really missed any time, but the offense has struggled in games where he disappears. That's yeah. totally fair. Yep. All right, let's get to some uh, game picking. What are we gonna do this week, Dave? I'll start with you. What's gonna happen? I just I, I'm, I'm I'm not gonna pick against this team right now. Not with all of the different ways they've been winning and the performance that they put on Sunday and the advantages in their favor. I mean, we're doing this on Thursday, which sucks because we aren't sure about everybody's availability but i mean the cardinals the cardinals have a laundry list of absences right now like buddha baker didn't practice james connor chase edmonds and zach Ertz are limited that's a lot right there buddha baker and connor like that's that's important pieces they are already you know missing hopkins and some of these other important players and they don't have any of those guys either yeah that's big and i'm actually i'm writing about this today like the cowboys are a different team at home too so um I would be very surprised and very impressed if it's an easy win, but I'll take the Cowboys. Uh, I'll take the Cowboys thirty-three to twenty-seven. Okay. And uh, I hope I hope it's fun. I hope it kind of that's we got so excited about the Chiefs game and it was a dud. Like not only did they lose, but it just wasn't even a good game. I hope this is a good game. All right, Nick. I got Cowboys thirty-one to twenty. I think that they're uh, better than them. Um, I don't think the Cowboys are uh, ass anymore, and I think that they will they will uh, fare much better than uh, than they did last year against Arizona. All right, Amber. Well, I hate this. I I don't know why I do this for a living because this thing really messes up with my emotional stability. And I'll tell you why. Like, I feel, and of course, I'm going to choose the Cowboys. And right now, they are a great spot. I mean, they couldn't be better. They are healthy. Uh, Tyron Smith is working his way back in. You got Dak finally kind of finding his groove. The offense seems to be clicking. They're coming off this amazing game uh, against Washington. They're playing at home. You got a, a Cardinals team that's struggling right now. So everything's lining up perfectly. But part of me, down deep below, is like low-key 
worried about this game because I'm like, okay, are they are they really going to be able to carry what happened last week and play this game and, and become consistent in the offense again and and do something that you know anytime things seem to be lining up really really well, that's when things go to crap. You know what I mean? So even though everything's good and all that. Part of me is still kind of worried and, and concerned whether they're going to be able to put up uh, a really great game against a team that, although it's struggling currently, is still one of the better teams that they have faced so far re- here in the recent weeks. But anyways, I'm rambling now, so I'm going to just finish up by saying Cowboys for sure, but I'm still scared, and they're going to have a score of like, 37, 25, or something like that. that I'm All right. Feeling. 40 burger. Um, interestingly, I uh, I was on Twitter a few seconds ago. I know. Well, I mean, round up. It's close enough. 37's 40. Whatever. It's <laughs> not a 40 burger. 37's 40 in my world. I, I just wish, tweet. I wish you were my professor. Oh, yeah. No, I would. everybody gets A's and B's God, in A's I, class. Yeah, I, I was about to say 87. I, do that, whether they actually I do that all the time. I'll be like, I can't believe it's been a decade since that happened. And my friend will be like, it's been eight years. I'm like, yeah, a decade. Just switch, whatever. We're rounding up. Slide up. I would have, I would have had right. some B's. I just saw a tweet from our former co-worker, Danny Sarek, uh, that now actually is covering the Arizona Cardinals. And uh, she said, Kyler Murray is 8-0 throughout his career, high school, college pro, yep. at AT&T Stadium. Uh, I think that all comes to an end this weekend. I think nice. Dallas gets the win, and I think it's actually a comfortable win for Dallas. I think Dallas makes a statement in this game. You think they made a statement last week? I think they make a statement this week because I think this is the game they're all pointing to. Like, this is the game where we can really yeah. make a statement and we can show teams that, like, you're going to have to deal with us in the playoffs. I think they win 34-20. I don't think it really. I think at once the Cowboys get rolling, I think it's a. It's kind of a. It feels kind of like a blowout game. It's not Denton Ryan. No, this is not Denton Ryan. Uh, but but yeah, I think the Cowboys get a comfortable win this weekend. We appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back on Monday. We'll let you know what went right and wrong, and for the Cowboys, we'll let you know where they sit in the playoff standings and what they have to do, if anything, uh, the final week against Philadelphia. Uh, we'll do that next week. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Helm, and Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!